0: this episode of every Aussie number one song ever, we head way back to the 40s to meet a controversial character. Plus, Doc forgets how to speak for a bit. Let's roll. 10,
1: 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4.
2: 3,
0: 2, 1, 1, 1, 1. G'day, g'day, welcome to the 10th episode of every Aussie number one song ever. An exciting episode that features our oldest number one song yet. I'll be your host, Teddy, and joining in the fun, we have Matty Doc.
1: How are you, Teddy?
0: Good, thanks, and Jimmy Keith. Teddy, how are we? Pretty good, fellas. Hope you're well. Very well. Keeping your wits about you.
1: Yeah, I think the wits are still um, contained.
0: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right, I think we'll just get straight in. This episode, the random date generator. Last episode took us way back to the 4th of March, 1948. So not long post-war, uh, here's a few things to note about Australia that year. Uh, Australia had a population of 7.7 million people. Seems pretty small, really, doesn't it? Hmm.
2: Yeah, that's it. Yeah.
0: The first Holden car rolled off the assembly line, costing about £760. <whistles> uh, the pharmaceutical benefit scheme was introduced. Shout out to the PBS. And the body of an unidentified man is found on a beach near Adelaide, leading to the still unsolved mystery cool. of Taman Shud? Taman Shudd. Mm.
1: That's There you go, was that that long ago? One yeah. favourite
0: stories amongst a couple of us here.
1: Yeah, that is, if you want to uh, dive down the old rabbit hole, that is to interest a rain. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Now, I'd like to do some quick housekeeping here. We know who is number one way back in 1948, thanks to the work of historian David Kent. He is the godfather of charts, I would say, in Australia. He created the Kent Music Report, which was the official national chart from 1974 to the late '80s, and then he trawled through old hit parades, radio charts, and bestseller lists to create retrospective charts from 1940 onwards. Wow, pretty fair effort. You've done a good job.
1: Uh, yeah, very impressive effort.
0: I got to uh, got to speak with a great man recently, actually. Really? Yeah. Answered a private phone call, private yeah. private number, and it was David. And I thought... Oh, really? I, I thought, geez, uh, this is awesome. He's a fan of the podcast. But uh, alas, I'd just forgotten to put my postal address on an order for one of his books. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: uh, anyway... He's got oh, he's burn. got he's got an open invitation if he wants to join us anytime. But uh,
2: king of the charts and king of the burns, he's a <laughs> talented man. <laughs> uh, anyway, the
0: last bit of housekeeping. Back in nineteen the forties, it was a monthly uh monthly number one. So going by the month of March nineteen forty eight here, and the number one is the anniversary song by Al Jolson.
2: You familiar familiar at all, fellas, with Al Jolson? Can't say I am very familiar with uh, Mr. Jolson and, and, uh, previously to this, but um, definitely the sound of uh, the era of that song is, uh, brings back quite a few memories. So When you were growing up? Or...
1: Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> memories for me. It was a bit before my time, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of him either but, yeah, back in my day. I, no I can't say I'd heard of him but yeah you look you look back in it and he was obviously you know, quite the man back in the day I think he was you know mm. if not the biggest one of them back here yeah, back for many many years so good on him
2: well to clarify about memories I was <laughs> <laughs> I was just more referring to probably uh when you're a young kid or something you're around at your nans and they got some sort of old timer oh, yeah. movie going on at midday and that's sort of the background sound.
1: Mm. Yeah, very true. Mm. Fair enough.
0: Yeah, at his peak, uh, as docs sort of mentioned there, he was the best known and most popular all round entertainer America had ever seen up until that point, and possibly the world too. Quick uh, bit of history on his life. He was born in Lithuania. Uh, never knew his birth date. As records weren't kept uh, back then, in Lithuania. Yeah, he uh, yeah. listed eighteen, listed eighteen eighty five as his birth year.
1: Because did I see too? Was Lithuania a part of Russia then, back in them days, or something? I Thought I'd seen that in something I read. Maybe I didn't. I have no nah. idea. <laughs> Russian Federation, or something. Yeah, You'd we'll be right.
0: you're better at geography <laughs> than me. I think. Tom. Yeah. So yeah, they moved, uh, or he moved to the US in 1894 to be uh, with his family, and quickly discovered show business. He and his brother would sing on street corners for cash, spending their money buying tickets to theater shows, and they formed a musical trio with Joe Palmer and performed nationwide. Now, that trio would dissipate, and after a few years of toiling solo, he settled in New York and got his big break. Now, that big break occurred when he accepted a role to become a blackface performer. So Yeah, blackface. Um, accepted a role, yeah, there you go. He would go on to be called the king of blackface, which, uh, you know, if you were to choose something to be king of, probably not what you'd go for.
2: Not in hindsight, Oh, Yeah. Uh, not a good choice but yeah it's
1: like yeah obviously crazy to, know, to think of in now you know today's day and age I guess how it's looked upon and, and all that um, yeah I mean it, it is a long time ago but it's also not that long ago that you know mm. that stuff was I guess seen as very popular and um, yeah well, that's all that sort of
2: stuff yeah it's probably only in uh, recent times um, that it's been uh, condemned on a media mass level, I suppose. Social media has probably taken a lot of that. And I just remember, is it Harry Connick Jr. on? Yeah, um, hey, 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 it's Saturday? Saturday, and I think that was that act with the one guy, and he might have had like, did he have like five like dolls oh, attached yeah. to him, and he did a dance or something, and he yep. he did blackface on that. And I remember Harry Connick Jr. was. Like outraged, I think he nearly walked off the show mm. or something. And I would have been a yeah a while ago now, but I remember thinking, sort of, what is that? Is that yeah? Is that wrong? I, I don't know. Maybe you're a bit sheltered mm. to it, and it shows the time of learning of society, learning that what is acceptable and what is not. So I don't know. It's good to see he's a part of that beginning of that history of. Mm. Um, Yeah, so his legacy will probably be debated
0: forever. Uh, Just to give you two sides of the coin, I guess. His supporters say that he championed uh, black performers' rights and that he brought African-American music culture to the white masses, even paving the way for musicians such as Louis Armstrong and Fats Waller. Or, on the flip side, uh, did he steal from the American, uh, the African-American culture and artists for his own benefit whilst yeah, performing in blackface? Which, as we said, you know, the awareness might not have been there back in the day, but uh, there is evidence still that uh, he wasn't well, widely received as a good thing, and uh, blackface had been around, you know, for many years before he took it on, so he probably knew what he was doing. Uh, whether that's uh, a pass for him or not, mm. but just to be clear, don't do blackface today. Go and do some research.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you probably don't have to look far to uh, realise uh, Yeah, whether you should or shouldn't do it. Um, mm. Yeah, pretty uh, well documented, I'd say.
0: For better or for worse, he became a huge star after this uh, on the stage, in film, music and radio. He had over 80 chart hits in the US and his infectious personality and booming voice led to him becoming the third richest man in Hollywood at his peak, behind uh, behind only Charlie Chaplin and Harold Lloyd.
1: Oh, Lloydy. Lloyd. <laughs> You know him, do you, Doc? Didn't he play for the Bombers? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, who? Harry Lloyd. Obviously, no Charlie Chaplin, but uh, yeah. Yeah, not sure who Harold was. Harold Lloyd. Get on the fact check. On the fact check as we speak.
0: Uh, Al's career dwindled a little in the late 30s and early 40s before he, he experienced a resurgence in the late 40s when two movie biopics about him were produced the first of which birthed the anniversary song. So, on to the song. Keith, what was your favourite part?
2: Um, it was all quite similar, the song. Um, as I said, probably a big part of me was just, I don't know, just triggered a memory of of uh, Minana and not necessarily directly the stuff she used to probably listening to, but... More to the point of just being in that environment at some point in my life when that was sort of played in a that style of tune was played in um, old sort of films and stuff like that. So um, as boring as I might think it is now, it still triggered some sort mm-hmm. of uh, a memory and emotion. So it was a warm, yeah, nice memory. Uh, warm song from from the start. So nice, doc. You have a favourite bit.
1: Well, the couple of things that I took out of it was that it went for th- over <laughs> three minutes. So I guess it's interesting that when we've gone from mm. the 60s at the start, we pretty much two minutes 20, two minutes 30. That's a long song. That it was actually three minutes. So I wonder at which stage did it go from mm. three minutes down? Like it, there, there's obviously some shift there. So that was it. And then the only other thing, and I don't know why I went there, was <laughs> If I was going to cast anyone as Dracula in a movie, I reckon I'd use him. <laughs> how, how deep his voice? Do you reckon it's, it sounds like Dracula, his voice? Like it just, oh, <laughs> he just got that. I don't know. Because he is a very deep mm. voice and um, yeah, how it started.
0: Well, when he, yeah. um, when he first started, you know, singing back in the early 1900s, there was no microphones or, uh, you know, no real PAs. So he had to just hey. build be- be- <laughs> it out and project across the whole,
1: Wherever he yeah. was singing, yeah. Well, that would that would be what it sounds like, isn't it? It sounds like he's really. Um, it's not. Yeah, it's loud without being loud. I guess it's trying to yeah really um make your voice go as far <laughs> as it can, sort of thing. Projecting. Projecting. That's the word.
0: Um, yeah. So yeah. the music is based on uh, a Romanian waltz titled "Waves of the Danube." And the lyrics were written by Al Jolson and Sol Chaplin.
1: Shatters. Yeah, I don't brother. mention if
0: he was related to Charles. <laughs> um, what did you think of the lyrics? Did you ever look at those? I mean, it's pretty much the title of the book is what you get. Like, it's an anniversary <laughs> song. Uh, yeah. I, I actually thought the lyrics were all right, to be honest. I thought they were it was quite sweet.
1: No, I would agree. And I guess, once again, with the lyrics comparing it to the 60s and all that that we've listened to, they sort of tried to, like the lyrics are quite said quite quickly. This actually draws the lyrics out and every word is quite slow. That's almost like the the tone of the song changes only by the tone of his voice. Like the background music is just background music. Like there's just, that's what it feels like. Whereas his voice tone is what goes up and down Mm. that is sort of, um, you know, the rhythm of the song a little bit.
2: Yeah, a little bit more poetic as well, um, just yeah. having a bit of a read now compared to what today's lyrics are. Um, you know, sort of more... uh,
1: compared to today's, I don't know whether you've heard that WA piece on kof but that is that is poetry our in our last, vision, last episode, <laughs> Who Will Let The Dogs Out? Yeah, that's right. Who Will Let The Dogs Out? Lyrical genius.
0: <laughs> Who knows? We might get um, to WAP one day. Yeah. That'll be a good episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah interesting.
0: I I found it I couldn't get into the flow of the song. You know I didn't the the chorus just seemed to come out of nowhere. I was like whoa, okay he's he's going for the chorus. I couldn't my ears couldn't. I don't know if it'd grow on me
2: if I kept listening, but I couldn't really pick up the flow. You know. It kind of makes me wonder whether maybe they were written differently songs back that day like um maybe he's he has written lyrics and a tune and then they've tried to find some music that sort of flows enough to it in the the background um i don't Mm. know
1: yeah well i think even too like i'm and i mainly don't know when it would have started but would this have been on a record like when did records come into existence like you know it would obviously be for radio gramophones etc etc i don't know What sort of thing it would be, but that would have a big influence on what sort of music is being played and and how it's being done. Because, Mm. like, I think looking at that time, like you're sort of the war era and all that, people would have been huddling around their, you know, their radios listening to that. And it's all part of all that together, I guess. And once again, you wouldn't have that many different songs. And yeah.
0: Yeah. Good question. I don't know about the vinyl. I was just trying to look it up.
1: Yeah, I've got no idea, but I've got in my head, I don't know, 60s or 70s. I mean, well, 60s was Beatles, wasn't it? 1931. Oh, there Launched you go. the
0: first commercially available vinyl long-playing record.
1: <laughs> yeah, but so the issue is, though, look at when record players come out because <laughs> this bloke made vinyls back then. <laughs> they didn't make a record player until the 70s. <laughs> uh, uh. Uh,
0: another thing I found, there's plenty of covers over the years. A couple that stood out, Willie Nelson Willie, and uh, (laughs) our old friend Tom Jones. Did he? Mm. Doesn't
2: surprise me.
1: Yeah, well, he's got that deeper voice, I guess. But, yeah, Willie Nelson's a bit um, left to centre, I guess. (laughs) Stripped it back. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Any
0: other comments on the song itself?
1: No, well, I guess, like, and probably just thinking about it, and not that it has to back then, but would have been around a time of a marriage or anything. What year was it released? 46,
0: I think it came out in America. Oh, yeah.
1: No, I'm just looking. He he got married. Or
0: 47.
1: Got married in 45, so it could have been, you know, all in part of that. Yeah. His third marriage. He'd he'd gone through a couple before then, but, uh, Mm. yeah, whether it's tied into that or whatever.
0: Yeah, and the lyrics just... uh... Reminiscing, basically, on the on the wedding night, is what I. Yeah, read. that's
1: right. Yeah, and yeah, I guess back in the day, like weddings and all that, would have been a, a massive event that they, you know, them sort of songs would have been front and center. I'm guessing.
2: I'm guessing he was in the uh, bad books <clears throat> leading up to his first <laughs> anniversary. And he's like, oh, what am I going to do to get out of this? <laughs>
1: yeah. He's headed down the pub, hasn't realised just on the way. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> He's wigged out a quick quick poem or a song and then, yeah, this isn't bad.
2: I on the money there, Keith. Yeah, no, it's good form.
1: You sound like a man speaking from experience or
2: Oh book full of apologies.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would actually be a good book to write. <laughs> the book of book, apologies. Book of apologies for for men in trouble, you know. Or, you know. Uh, it could be the other way as well, but could
0: uh have some yeah. fun with that hey or a podcast maybe anyway <laughs> <laughs> you uh married not long ago doc right we had to whip this one out six months or something
1: yeah yeah um yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> i was just about to say it definitely didn't uh <laughs> Didn't come close, like you could see once again. I would say back in the back of the day, this would have been a wedding song, like probably you know used on the wedding day and all that. it Definitely didn't come into our thought process to use it. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. Regrets?
1: Yeah, none, <laughs> none.
0: Um... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we might just move on to the rating then, Keith.
2: Okay. Oh now I'm a white band
0: Doc, you can go first. All right. Handball to Doc.
1: Oh, Handball. hang on. I always go second. Teddy can I, go first. I'm crack. Put the pressure oh. on him because then he can't sit in the fence. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a five. No. <laughs> uh, I'm giving it a three.
1: Whoa. Didn't do much for Oy. me.
0: The lyrics uh, lyrics kept it up a bit, but yeah, as I said, I just couldn't get into the, uh, the tune, the flow. Fair enough mm. too, but nicely written.
1: Gotta mm. go last, thing, Keith. You want to bring it yeah. over?
2: Yeah, I'll. Uh, got to keep me calculator ready to work out the uh, <laughs> the fence. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, well, like it's probably one of them ones. Like I reckon, if you look at it through today's, you know, today's lens, where it would sit um, compared to obviously back in them days, you can see how it would have been a massive song and all that sort of thing. But yeah, no, I think. Three's a pretty fair one, and that's probably just to make up for the, you know, what it, what it would have been back in the day. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on a three.
2: Very nice. Pretty easy to calculate, fence. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give it a three and a half.
1: What's <laughs> like the extra half for?
2: I could, uh, yeah, I, I like your point, Matt, about the relevance, I suppose, at the time, and it's not something I'd be regularly playing today. But I do see the... Um, I can see the potential that it, of the time and the era that it was released in, and um, considering they just sort of had to stand and bellow out a, a tunes, sort of, I don't know, it's not something we experience these days. So, um, you know, half a point, point extra for kudos for that.
1: I think I could also, you could also see it like um being used in movies quite well like in quite a, like a somber scene or something like that that has that song going and it would you know it would take on another life of its own as opposed to just listening to it on spotify it does uh hmm. yeah it's not um not the same hmm. i guess
0: maybe like a movie about his life or something yeah that would be like all right very good not uh not so good for our. Not so good, Al <laughs> uh, got a few more tidbits for you on him though. He he became a big supporter of the, of the US troops. Uh he was the first star to entertain troops overseas during World War Two. And also in Korea during the Korean War in nineteen fifty. Uh Unfortunately, he died of a heart attack only weeks after returning from his tour of Korea where he had played 42 shows in 16 days.
1: 42 shows in 16 days. That's good going. Mm. That's insane.
0: There seemed to be a general thought that, yeah, he was pretty exhausted and uh, might have contributed to his heart attack. And I guess
1: it'll be interesting one would be how long would a show have gone for back then? Would it have gone, like, I mean... A concert nowadays, what, an hour and a half, two hours probably max? How long would a concert go for back in them days, you know? Mm. An hour? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, over two shows a day. That's, uh, yeah, solid effort. Hmm.
0: So, yeah, one of the movies he's most famous for was The Jazz Singer. Uh, widely regarded as the first talking picture, first with a bit of uh dialogue. There you go. And um, I you might know this, but apparently, when the talking movies came out, they were nicknamed the talkies. <laughs> Everyone would go see the talkies.
1: Well, I'm just thinking mm-hmm. this aloud. <laughs> this could mm-hmm. be totally walkie-talkie. Would that be? They used to be walkie movies, and they were talkie movies. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I <laughs> uh, think the, walk, think the walk, walkies were going on with the movies before the talkies, Matt. Oh, I don't oh. Know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, They not called it back then, but uh, yeah, interesting talkies. Mm.
0: Mm. And he was in Blackface too. Oh, yeah. Of course. Mm. Mm. But yeah, huge star. At the age of 35, he had a theatre named after him. Youngest man ever, apparently. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Al was known for the phrase, you ain't seen nothing yet. Really? Which he, oh, 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 he, oh. Coined, he, he coined,
1: apparently, he coined it himself. Good song too. In mm. later years. BTO. Yeah. Uh,
0: one of Al's songs is the uh, apparently the unofficial anthem of California uh, called California, Here I Come. And, yeah, Al is credited on the Phantom Planet song, California. Yeah. Famous for their use on the OC's <laughs> television program.
1: One of your faves, Tone?
0: <laughs> you familiar with that uh, song? <laughs> yeah, I know the one you're talking you know,
2: about. California.
0: Ah, yeah. Mm. So Al's actually got a credit on that.
2: There you go. Hmm.
0: And, yeah. He has all the stars on all the walks everywhere, Hollywood, Vegas, et cetera. Uh, he's been on a stamp in the 90s. That's no yeah. bigger privilege.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know you've uh, made it when you're on the stamp.
0: I don't know anyone that's been on one. Do no. you. There. Um, and he had a street in New York named after him.
2: There you go. That's an
1: impressive effort. I'd say this would be one of his crowning achievements, though, making this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just keep adding to his list. In, yeah.
1: in the top 10, the first 10 to be done. Like, I mean, following the Baja, <laughs> man, that's... Are you blokes
0: on Wiki? Can you get on Wiki and Al was featured in the 10th episode of...
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Update it. <laughs> Every honestly, yeah. song ever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <anyway. laughs> All right. We might move on to chart watch. Watch.
2: Chart, watch.
1: Chart, chart, chart.
0: chart watch as mentioned we are on the monthly charts here so uh see what we can find
1: so yeah he said it was uh march 19 1948 was the uh time we were doing and yeah big mm. big owl so i think he was up from number nine the month before um mean, he, he's where he's jumped from. Uh oh, is no, he number one? Sorry, nine. Sorry. I think nine is the
0: nine weeks in. Ah, oh,
1: nine weeks in, so he was number one the week before, yeah. yeah. Months, month before. The month before, sorry. Um yeah, and he did he did have another song in the top twenty there, April Showers. Which is ironically in March, but um, <laughs> 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 um but yeah, I think the only other one was or the, the notable thing in there was um, Bing, Bing Cosby. He was well and truly up and about that stage. He had number three, he had number five, he had number six, he had number seven, he had number uh, 12 and he had number 16, 17 also. So he's had about eight or nine in the top 20s. He's, he's having a go. What was his name? Bing. Bing Cosby. Yeah. Not Bill's brother or uncle or Bing C-
0: Crosby, I
1: believe. Yeah. It? His... No. No, I don't think it is.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did I say? Bring Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring him boy.
2: Was it was it, it's not the Crosby flop, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but Bing <laughs> Bing Cosby, but but yeah, I think um yeah, there was the anniversary song, then the second song was the turntable song, which was called Round mm. and Round and Round in brackets. Um then the Empire <laughs> Waltz. So like they're obviously all them back in the day, the dance hall sort of um sort of songs. Uh yeah, Emperor McNamara's band. Emperor Waltz, what did I say? <laughs> Empire. <laughs> I haven't spoken for about six <laughs> weeks in loftown after <laughs> <it's like> tongue <laughs> planner. <up. laughs> Um, but yeah, I thought number
0: seven looked interesting.
1: A gal in calico. Yeah, yeah Bing Cosby calico and the Calico Kids. That's yeah. Must have been the big thing. Calico.
0: Must be a place, is it?
1: Maybe it is, and that's.
0: It's not like the fabric or whatever. Well, the <laughs> calico bag. You know, when you
1: look up calico, calico comes up. <laughs> calico is a plain woven textile. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. A gal in calico. She's wearing that bloody dress.
1: Yeah, oh, it could be.
2: All the rage back in the day.
1: The mock-up of a garment is created the final fabric. It's usually used the cheap material first. That they like do. Then ones looks like it's used uh, before they use the real stuff. By the reading of that. But yeah, <laughs> there you go. You learn something. Come to every day. Come to the Mardi Gras. That's number ten too. That's a interesting mm. name in there. But, um, hmm. yeah, yeah, so there was 10. On, and I think we said that this was – he actually was in the charts. For, so he went to – sorry, he went to number two in the following month um, in 1948, which would be his 10th month mm. in the chart. But I think he was actually number one back – started back in December um, the previous year.
0: Yeah, it was a big sum. Yeah,
1: so he's um, hung around for quite a while. And,
0: you know, there is – like I've heard of Bing Crosby. I, I couldn't – Tell you his songs, really, or sing any. But uh, Frank Sinatra is another big name in there.
1: Oh, was he? Is he really?
0: He's he's down the bottom. Oh, yeah, always. Oh, yeah. Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers. (laughs) He's got a block of land
1: uh, out the road, I think.
0: (laughs) Just sounds like a farmer or something.
1: Yeah, the other one was um, Bing Crosby. So Bing Crosby. (laughs) It's interesting with him. He actually has played with quite a few other, and I guess they were bands um, there. Like he's got mm. Bing, Crosby, and the Skylarks. That's a solid band name. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple that he's just done by himself, but then there was. Um, the Jesters. The Jesters, yeah. Some solid, solid names in there.
0: Bing and Frank have a song together there, actually. Or it might be just different versions of that song, actually, too. That's, that's uh, something yeah. that used to happen back in the day.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, true. A few of these ones do have one and two, don't they? So that, that might be the mm. same.
0: I'd say that's the answer there. Yeah. yeah.
1: But yeah, the, um uh, hmm. yeah, good on him. Ten weeks. I don't actually know how long he stayed in there, but I think it was quite a while there, old um Alan.
0: Alan. <laughs> do you want to explain that uh, that game we uh we like to play sometimes? Doc? What you just sort of said
1: there. Oh, Alan. How basically <laughs> if you hear someone's name so this guy was Al Jolson so I bet you start referring to him as Alan so we'll just say an example would be if it was Bill Cosby we were talking about it would be William Cosby would be another one etc etc so anyway Alan
0: Pacino Alan
1: Pacino yeah there's quite a few um, so anyway
0: Bobby Bobby De Niro yeah
1: Bob De Niro um, there's yeah there's 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 a lot and especially in lockdown, this will keep you going for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> Just sit down, lock the kids up, get them get them, say people's different
0: names. Uh, yeah. Tony Albanese. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yep. Uh, fun for days. Yeah, that's right. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, highly recommended. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's probably all for Chartwatch there. Chartwatch. Yeah. Wrap it up. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Doc. Interesting. Yeah,
2: next, yeah, next, please. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. next please. Okay, yep. Yeah, it's time now for the random date generator to see where we are heading for next episode. Let's uh, drum roll. Here we go. Let's get the date.
1: Oh. Oh, wowza. <laughs> Check it out. Okay, what do you think, fellas? That, uh, do you want us to have a guess? There's definitely later in time.
0: <laughs> We're into the new millennium again. January
2: 13, 2006. Let's see what we got. <laughs> That's it. I'm not doing it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that is it. That is it. can <laughs> not we do real artists?
1: What was second prize? Oh. <laughs> Uh oh. might get a bit spicy, though, if we do it. Oh. Oh. No. My internet connection is deliberately playing up at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Let's play the damn song. All right. As always, it's time for a spin of the track. Uh, this time, the anniversary song by Al Jolson. Keith, I believe you've
2: uh, done some work here. Luck has shone upon us finally. Um, was uh, fluffing around on Gumtree and I found a uh, old VCR, uh, the projector, the Al Johnson story. Um, <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, got a projector here, got it all hooked up, <laughs> and um, it should be good. I gave it a bit of a spin um last week and I think it all should work. So just let me connect that in. And if I do that Should That's not what's he done What? You wouldn't steal a car Oh no
1: (laughs) Are you kidding me? We got got a new
0: release (laughs) Surely this didn't exist back then
2: Oh no I think it's the Matrix trilogy
0: That is incredible (laughs) Oh no One job we're running out of time on this call, too. i got to go. This is not correct. Uh, <laughs> can you fast-forward a projector?
2: Oh, cannot skip. Hang on, boys. I need 10. Come back in 10. Uh, never mind. Look. You've been had, Keith.
1: Try, You've been had. Uh,
0: thanks again, everyone, for listening in. Thanks, Matty. Thanks, Keith. We'll be back next time. Hey, Daddy. 2006. Voice. You're still here. Wow. Well done. You made it to the end. Thanks for listening. If you want to link up via the socials, search for Every Aussie Number One Song Ever on Facebook and Instagram or chuck us an email at everyozno1 at gmail.com That's every, A-U-S, N-O, and the number one, at gmail.com. We would love to hear any anecdotes or facts and figures about the songs and artists. Cheers.